Welcome back, y'all. This is another mini-sode of NBA. I am your host, Jay Kilas, a.k.a. Luca Don King. Uh, Luca Don Quiche. Uh, Jimmy, I can't believe it's not Butler. Um, today, I have a special guest. His name is Marlo Hicks. He is from the... One three two breeze podcast. Did I get that correct? That is right. I got it. I don't have a fancy nickname, but that's the correct podcast. <laughs> I catch everybody off guard. It's the uh, it's the Yay Network way. We are very punny, and it's just what we do. Um, so we're just here to talk reactions um, of the conference finals thus, th- thus far. For the listeners out there, please don't forget to make sure you rate and review the podcast. Uh, that's how people can find us and and learn about the hilarity that is the Yay Network. Um, you probably caught the episode we did last week with Kelly Dwyer regarding. Um, conference finals previews. Um, this is more of a kind of a reactionary podcast. We're going to talk some things related to um, kind of what's going on right now. Uh, Cavalier series is they're on a little bit of a vacation here, kind of a, a three day come to Jesus moment for them that they, they desperately need time, to address. Yeah. Um, so you you brought up a good point, kind of in our exchange off air before we started, and and just really kind of trying to figure out like is is LeBron as LeBron. Mm-hmm. going to be able to take them out of this this O2 situation that they're in. Yeah, so before the series started, I said Cavs in 6. I, I said the Cavs are going to win. I but, feel like most people had that that expectation. Right, right. And, and, I, and I said that after they lost the first game. Right. Um so yeah, I still think it's going to be Cavs in 6. I still think LeBron's going to be LeBron, you know, apparently he was he was LeBron last game. Right. 42 triple double. That's what I'm saying. I yeah. don't understand. <laughs> and they still lose. I feel so bad. I feel so bad. Because, yeah, the rest of his team rest of his team sucks. Right. And the only person that can come through is if Kevin Love comes through and, you know, drops another 30, right. 30 points, then, then they have a chance. Um, but I think they'll play better at home. Uh, and I think, you know, like I said, LeBron will be LeBron. I, I do still, it's more shaky now. But I do expect LeBron to be back in the finals again. It's crazy to me that, like, so the one player that's really making a difference in this series is Al Horford. Like and Al yeah. Horford by all measures is average across yeah. the board. Like granted he's sub like substantially good defensive player, but numbers don't pop out. He doesn't really do anything athletically that makes him stand out on the court, but he's just kind of the perfect cornerstone for that defense and what they do and how they switch on screens and he's been a, a I never thought I would ever say this about Al Horford. He's been a matchup nightmare. Yeah. Like anytime he's on Kevin Love, Kevin Love has been getting destroyed on defense. Like, Tristan Thompson was able to push him around a little bit, but still, like, guarding outside on the perimeter isn't necessarily his strong suit. And it's just been it's been crazy to see, you know, what's been going on with that matchup alone, as well as Jason Tatum just, like, mm-hmm. playing at a whole nother level. Like, the, the fact that he just turned 20 just astounds me. <laughs> it just astounds yeah. me. Tatum, yeah, Tatum's a baller. Horford, I don't know where he came from. He found the fountain of youth somewhere. Right? Decided to start playing basketball again. And yeah, he's. I mean, he's doing his thing, and this team is obviously playing above themselves. Right. Uh, if you want to give it to Brad Stevens, give it to Brad Stevens. I don't. I don't know what it is, but they are definitely. They're definitely playing above themselves, which is why I think they're gonna come back to earth at some point. Yeah. Against you know one of the best, one of the best players in the NBA. This is definitely. This would definitely be one of the most improbable teams to make it to the finals if they made it to the finals. Oh yeah. Like looking at different teams from from different eras, like this is. There's no standout stars where you could be like, well, that's that's the guy that got them to the finals. Like that's right. why they got to this point. Yeah. It's just it's not a it's not a team full of role players. It's a team full of above average to I guess ex- exceedingly yeah. above average. NBA well, they were players. all put on this team to be around other good players, right. the other two that are not playing. And so yeah, that's and that's the fact is that they were put on the team not to be these standout players, but right. to 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 be good players around great players. From your perspective, what what adjustments do you think Ty Lue needs to make? 
in in this game three to I mean like I mean it's it is laughable it is yeah. laughable like yeah. it's crazy to me that you think yeah. like it's it's funny from like this is just the, the playoffs are so fucking weird where like you go from man Tyloo did a great coaching job of like playing these guys from the championship season and not worrying about getting Larry Lance Jr. minutes or Jordan Clarkson minutes to now it's like. Why aren't you playing Larry Nance, man? Like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? It's just, it just yeah. changes. The the, the storyline just changes so much from from series to series. Yeah, I mean, this is like, I don't know, I don't know what Tom, I don't know what Lou needs to do to to do that because I really think it's all up to LeBron and having just a little bit of help. All LeBron needs is a little bit of help. I mean, tri- like if you, they, he started Tristan last game, he was a little bit of a spark. Obviously, he was, you know, it's Tristan. He's not right. going to do. He's not going to be the game changer, right. but you know. Again, Kevin Love has to come through, and LeBron has to be LeBron, and that's all. You, that's all you can really do. That's all you can really do. I wonder who on their roster really needs to step it up. I mean, because like Kevin Love in the box score had a good game, but got right. eaten. I mean, he was a he was a negative on the defensive end. So right. like, sure, he, he gives you twenty plus points, but how many points did he actually give up on the other end? Or like, yeah. you know, how many possessions he you know just shit the bet on on defense? And like Kyle Korver, who looked really good in the first two rounds, sure. has kind of disappeared. And yeah, he, that's people a forget guy to step up. People forget that, like, yes, Kyle Korver is the most handsome man in basketball. We all know this. <laughs> but he's also 37. True. He's 37, and he's playing against a, what, 22-year-old Jalen Brown yeah. who has just skyrocketed. A guy who last year was drafted number three at – well, two years ago, pardon me, was, was drafted number – no, it was last year. Where he was drafted number three, and people were saying, what a reach. Danny Ainge, mm-hmm. what an idiot. And he's clearly looked like the steal of that draft um, in a lot of different ways. But he's he's having to chase around these – 20-something-year-old kids yeah. on defense. And the the speed of that Boston defense has made it nearly sure. impossible for Cleveland to get any good looks, any yeah. at all. Right. It's just been substantial. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's you know, LeBron catching his spots or, or driving. He hasn't anyone, you know, his fallback is, you know, to, to, uh, toss it out, right. hit a three. And that hasn't been there. Right. Uh, like you said, for the speed reason. Like right. They're able to rotate around. He's not able to, to, you know, dish those out for those for those open looks. So, yeah, to your point, that's a, that's kind of a, a restraint on the whole Cavs offense right. that isn't LeBron, right. so to say. Yeah, it's um, it's been an interesting series. I'm, I'm going to be interested. They, I think this three day absence or or not playing period is probably going to be beneficial for them. Just to like, I don't know. I already said on the podcast that we'll be going out on Friday. I think they just need to wear all white suits to the next game. <laughs> just go in fresh, just go clean in slate. Fresh. Yeah, <laughs> clean order slate. those up, LeBron. That's it. Get those white suits. We are. What's your favorite color so far? It's so. Oh, man, I'm actually not a big fan of all black suits, yeah. but they look pretty cold when they walk in in all black matching suits. Yeah, and the gray, mm, I go, I'm gonna go black. Black just black. looks cold. It just looks cold. It's like going to a funeral. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's a whole going. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole. I was gonna say that's the whole going to <laughs> funeral thing. You go in the all gray. They go in the all gray. That's very classic. But that's almost like you're going to a wedding. Right. Exactly. Right. So it's like a yeah, celebration. I, I can go with yeah, going going to someone's funeral, but that only fucking works. If you win. Right, exactly. <laughs> it looks so dumb. It looks so dumb. And granted, LeBron, if you ever feel like commenting on the uh, NBA Twitter account, you can you can confirm this. But I already know that you have – everybody has matching colors in blue, navy blue, probably like a darker gray, I would imagine, um, and definitely white. We already know you have an all-white suit because you yeah. played in Miami for four seasons. So that's <laughs> you already have that shit on deck. Um, so the next series that happened last night, which game one of the Rockets-Warriors series – Everybody pretty much walked away and said, "Well, this is over." Uh, what a what a trash bag of a, of a team that Houston looks like in Game One. Um, I think I saw a stat that James Harden alone dribbled 500 times and 
Clay, Steph, and KD combined dribbled 490 times in that first game. Who fuck is who's keeping track of that? That's what I said. Like <laughs> my brother and I made a joke about this on the podcast where it's like I I have to envision this dude with the baseball clicker that the umpires use <laughs> yeah. that's just like one, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six. And God forbid he sneezes or coughs, right. and then he has to start all Blinks. over again. What a nightmare. Yeah. Who has that job? Uh, I, I make better decisions. <laughs> yeah, seriously. There's better who's, things. Who grows up? I wanna, I'm going to count the dribbles. <laughs> what would you, you do today at work? I counted the dribbles. That, 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 that's the bottom of the barrel of being a statistician. Like You're yeah. literally the worst person on the stats team. Um, but, yeah, like in game one, it was – and granted, their entire offense is based around ISO. Yeah. But in game one, it was so much like Harden just – Dribbling at the top of the key, dribbling out the shot clock, and then either going in, trying to get fouled to get to the line, or doing his travel, step back, <laughs> jumper from three-point range. That yeah. was, you know, I mean, granted, as yeah. a team, he still dropped 40, but as a team, yep. they, they were cold. And then in game two, it just flipped. Yep. Like, Houston, Eric Gordon looked like a competent scorer again. Yep. Chris Paul looked great. Like, Mike D'Antoni, to his credit, made an adjustment. Didn't play seventy-two-year-old Nene Hilario, and and <laughs> just chose like, okay, Ryan, I know we're paying you a lot of money, but you are trash. You can't guard the four or the five, and you just haven't been really good all season. Sorry, Ryan Anderson, sit on the bench. And they just kind of went with the guys that that got them there, despite the fact that Lou and Bob Mute went zero for nine in the game. It's like, come on, bro, did you see so many bunnies? Did you see? Did you see the video of him? So he got blocked on a three-point shot and yeah. finished with a follow-through and, like, tried to look it in. Yeah. The fact that the ball was behind him. <laughs> I, was that the, Jeremiah Green? Was yeah, the green block? Yeah. Yeah, just, I remember that. Be better. Like, dude, yeah. you're, don't be so delusional. You yeah. you are on that team for one reason and one reason only. is play defense, and your offensive scheme should be pass the ball back to James. Right, right away. Yeah, right away. Exactly. And, that, I mean, that was the difference was that when he did pass the ball, they were making they made some shots. Yeah. Eric Gordon looked. He, I don't know, night and day from right. game one. Well, I mean, the, the misses that he was, uh, the misses <laughs> that he was making in game one were oh, what a fuck. Yeah, there was one that he pulled up from like thirty five feet. Had no business even shooting that shot. It wasn't a good shot to begin with, and missed it by at least at least five feet from the basket. Like barely hit the backboard. It was just kind of the, that was just yeah. his game, all game. And I'm glad that they made the adjustment yesterday where. They were moving the ball a lot more, and like Harden wasn't dominating possessions with dribbling. Like they were doing a lot of dribble handoffs, and like he was going to the basket. Like a lot yeah. of a lot more motion in the offense yeah. than in game one, because that's that's what they need against a team like Golden State that can switch on screens easily, and all their starting five can guard one through five basically. I mean, I'm minus yeah. like Steph, but like their team has the ability to switch on screens and adjust very easily. They're the best team in the league, and the best team at that specifically. Yeah, for sure. But a question, question I have is, who is the Rockets' strength and conditioning coach? <laughs> like, you look at Harden, you look at Paul, you look at Eric Gordon. Yeah. Like, if they were walking down the street, you'd be like, they're not NBA They're players. very doughy. It's very James doughy. Very, <laughs> very doughy. Very doughy players. James Harden has been known to be... Like, he... He, I have this theory that he, he's like a Dominican baseball player where like he's not really 27. Right. He's probably 37. Yeah. And somehow That's maybe he he's like, beard. he must be like that dude in Dallas that pretended to be a 17 year old. Do you hear about oh, that? Oh, fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. <laughs> so the, we talked about this on the podcast, but like the worst part of the, he was dating a 14 year old girl. Oh, I didn't know he was he's, dating girls. He was dating a 14 year old oh, girl. Shit. That's how he got caught. Oh, 
that's, dude, that's part of the you reason you got away get with it. Don't mess with the girls. He's smart, dude. And honest, honestly, everybody knows when you're 17, you know what's cool? Dating older chicks. You yeah. Fuck. <laughs> you idiot. The fuck are you doing? Oh. Dating a 14 year old girl makes you cool. Yeah, yeah. Go buy some beer, man. Idiot. Also, what a fucking, fucking moron. You wow. could have, you could have gone to the University of Texas on a full ride scholarship. Maybe even made it to the G League. Yeah. And you fucked it up because you wanted to fuck a 14 year old girl. You stupid idiot. Um, but yeah, like I, I completely agree. Like the team, for a team that is like based around that seven seconds or less yeah. uh, mentality, they don't seem to do a lot of cardio. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, well, they don't strike me as a team that is doing CrossFit workouts. Yeah, because I was like game one, because like, they start fast. Right. They start fast. They're going dribble, dribble fast. I'm like, damn, they're fast. Yeah. And then by like the third quarter, you just see them kind of looking like they're playing the YMCA, like everyone's just hanging out right. the three-pointer, yeah. huffing and puffing. And like, go, you, go, you go. They remind me of myself when I ran my first cross-country meet. I didn't know that – I didn't understand that it was a mile, so I came out <laughs> the gate sprinting. Uh, and then two minutes in, I was done, and I finished last in the race. Uh, and that's basically what the Rockets are doing. They're just kind of yeah. running themselves ragged. Um, James Harden is, is – is, um, he's clearly the season's MVP – Clearly is in, eh, clearly mm-hmm. it's hard to say because there's a lot of they came out with the finalists I yeah. think yesterday. yesterday yeah. Um they got all the right finalists. I'm I'm interested in your perspective. From mm-hmm. your perspective, who who do you think really is this year's I mean maybe you do feel that James Harden is the MVP, but I'm curious to know from your perspective who you think is this season's MVP. Yeah, they came they came out four or three because it was Harden, James and AD. And AD, yep. right? So always the argument's gonna be made for LeBron because He's the best player, and that I mean, hands down. Uh, but I, I mean, I guess for this season, I would have to give it to Harden, um, just for yeah, you know, just for you know, just for what he did. Yeah. Um, you know, being the man on the team, and we've already talked about how <laughs> the rest of his team doesn't really do anything. So, did you see that SNL skit with uh, Donald Glover? No, nah, I was. Oh, bro, it was so good. So basically, <laughs> Donald Glover was like, "Yeah, we play for LeBron, but we're the other cows." And like. <laughs> Yeah, we don't do a lot of basketball stuff, but we do other things. And yeah. then, like Keenan Thompson was like, "I'm up, up, I'm up, up the powder when James Harden, when when uh, LeBron does his thing in the air." Yeah. And then, like, um, he was like, "Tyloo has one offensive play, and that's we call it the hot potato offense. The moment you get the ball, you hot potato it right back to LeBron." It's just like this <laughs> ongoing skit about the Cavaliers. Right. It's hilarious. I have to send yeah. it to you. It's so good. Right. But yeah, um, also want to give him LeBron for saying, for telling everyone that he should be the MVP. Because, I mean, I'm putting it out there, like, I'm not a LeBron, I'm not a LeBron guy, not a LeBron guy at all. And so I I appreciate he's great, don't get me wrong, but everything that goes around him, can't stand. It's, he's just, we talk about this on the podcast sometimes, we have talked about this a lot in the past, is that, like, he's so trained yeah. In like everything he does and like everything he does is so calculated where, like, we did, we did a podcast a couple months ago where we picked a couple guys in the NBA and like decided would they be a cool hang? And I don't <laughs> feel like LeBron is a cool hang. Like he doesn't no. feel to me like somebody we already know he's not somebody you can crack a beer with cuz he only drinks wine. Right. And he just feels like he feels like the kid in grade school who always tattled on everybody. <laughs> he just he just feels like that guy to me. Yeah. He drives me insane. It's just yeah. something about him. Right. And he'll also he'll also tell you like you'll tell a story and they will be like, "Yeah, but that one time right. where I did something better." Right. He's yeah, like, he's that fucking like, guy. guy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. LeBron <laughs> You're, you're definitely not cooler than MJ. Maybe statistically at the end of the career, you whatever. But you're just what a power cool. move by MJ! All that conversation, all that happened. Then he's, and then he comes out. He's like, "Oh, I'm going to make a documentary. How about I great I am?" I love that. I was like, "It's dope." And then did you see that he's they're releasing his jerseys again. Are they? They're yeah, they're releasing a collection of the jerseys, oh, authentic and replicas. Uh, 
Just so, I, I guarantee, just so you can be like, look, I can sell more jerseys than you too. Hell yeah! It's, <laughs> so it's just, big up to, it's to just, Mike. It's a big pissing contest. Yeah. They're all just gonna just whip their dicks out and see who can sell more jerseys and shoes. And yeah. I mean, Mike's already got the shoe game on lock. Yeah, but yeah. The documentary I'm excited about. I mean, but th- we talked about this on the podcast too. We're just like. So many kids that are NBA fans now don't really know no. anything about MJ. Like, they don't they understand. Exactly. They only, they, they only know the legacy that is, yeah. but they don't really have any understanding. And, like, I think Bill Simmons was talking about it on his podcast um, in preparation for the Andre the Giant documentary. Mm-hmm. The guy who, who d- directed that was also the guy who directed the um, um, the OJ 30 for 30. Oh, God. So he was yeah. talking about the MJ one. He was like, the NBA was, like, super protective with their footage mm-hmm. that had to do with the Bulls for a long time because he was their golden child and they didn't want to, like, ruin that image mm-hmm. um but they pretty much released everything and mj gave them the sign off so i'm interested to see like do they go into his gambling right do they go into that like, like how deep do they go i mean like, it's, what they say 10 episodes i mean it's 10 hours of television yeah it's, I'm gonna they do, gotta go deep i'm gonna do nothing for at least four days like just i'm just gonna binge i'm oh, gonna yeah. watch all of i'll them. probably watch multiple times i'm gonna do it. i'm gonna do it <laughs> well, and when i have kids i'll make them watch it That's just, it's inevitable <laughs> it's, it's gonna happen 100 percent. it's like the moment that you can comprehend what's going on i'm going to sit you down and we're going to spend 10 hours together yeah um so speaking of the bulls one of the things that we wanted to talk about is the big disappointment that was the draft lottery um I I screamed. Uh, I was very upset. Uh, very very upset. Can we just Dude. talk about for a second? Can we talk about what a shit show? Yeah. the draft lottery. Was I was gonna get into that show? beforehand. Like, what the fuck? It's we're talking about putting people like putting teams into what order? Right. And there's like a 45 minute buildup. Like I thought I would turn it on and be on. Right. And I turn on, it's like, oh, we're going to interview these players. And why were the players there? Was that the f- – I feel like – I don't know. That was strange to me. And then it's just this whole buildup of about history of the – like, we all know the history right. of the draft. Right. We don't need to go. And if we don't know, we'll fucking Google it. The NBA has gotten to this point now where, like, they know that they have all the attention. So yeah. they're like that kid in class where, like, he has a story that everybody wants to hear and he knows he has everybody's attention. Yeah. So he just milks the shit out of it and gives you all these unnecessary details that you right. don't know except that Becky slept with Johnny. And, like, <laughs> that's the only thing that everybody wants to know. Yeah. They have 10 minutes of content and they stretch it out to a half hour. So much. Not only that, but, like... And it wasn't even good. Right. None well, so good. the big thing, and Twitter just went fucking nuts about this, is I respect Bobby Marks as, like, an NBA mind and he's a good yeah. follow on Twitter. He knows his shit about, like, salaries and everything like that. He looked so uncomfortable on television. <laughs> like, he was breathing hard, and, like, he had this awkward smile. You could tell yeah. he's uncomfortable on camera. Um, and there were so many points where they didn't pan the camera away from him after he finished his segment. So he was just staring at the camera, <laughs> waiting for them to stop having the camera on him. It was so uncomfortable. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there like, this is a fucking waste of time, man. Yeah. Just what a, what a shit show. All the interviews were awkward. Oh. Um, and like, these are 19 year old kids. They're not media coach. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. You know, and just like the one thing I did take away from those, I didn't know that Colin Sexton was the same height as Trey Young. <laughs> yeah. They're short. I, that, yeah. That surprised me. Like, I feel like, if it was me and I was his agent, I would have chosen a better interview partner for him. Like right. Mo Bamba. Like right, that's, right. He's clearly taller than you. Yeah. You can interview next to Mo Bamba. Don't stand next to Trey Young. We don't need you guys comparing heights. Yeah. Wait to the combine. We'll do that then. Yeah. It was a shit show of a, of a show in general. But then it got to the main event. Yeah, but the other thing, uh, when they were introducing all of, like, the, the people that represent the teams. Oh, yeah. God. First of all, why are, the, why are the Bulls sitting like Rhino's son? Like, that, mean, was so, that was awkward. There's so many better people. So, and then... 
the awkward deaths between Elton Brand and the, the oh, I know. <laughs> Celtics represent. Like, just give him a different right. death. <laughs> just give him a different death. So like, why? So, like, why is Elton Brand a 76ers representative? He was drafted by the Bulls, number I, one. I have no idea. It was, it was just a whole thing. It was so messed up. And then that long, drawn-out interview with uh, the Cavs uh, owner's son. Oh, yeah. It was like, just, you just made it awkward. Like, I understand, like, have the interview. Sure. But don't make it like that. It, just went too it long. It made me so comfortable. Yeah. And like I, I know. So they mentioned this the first time that he was there that he had he has some sort of disability, right. of some sort. Yeah. Which when he was younger wasn't evident. It's yeah. very clear now because yeah. even his speech was slowed. Yeah. But like I'm sitting there listening, trying to pick what he's saying. I'm like, they knew that he ha- like he had yeah. his condition. Why you pick him? Why did you pick him? Why'd you pick him? Why did you ask him to, to answer a question? Yeah, you multiple knew it was questions. Awkward. I, I say one question. Right. Like, they had follow up questions. Oh my god! Like okay, the bow tie, cool. Yeah. But like. Come on, man. One yeah. question. One, One question. question. Quick question. Uh, you know what? <laughs> a yes or no question. Yep. Just, uh-huh. Yep. Exactly. And that's it. That's Move it. on. Um, yeah, that was really awkward. Um, it's always weird who they pick to attend those things, too. Like, sometimes it's, like, players. Sometimes it's, yeah. like, uh, uh, front office people. Sometimes it's, it's like, celebrities somebody. and yes, shit. Yeah, it's like, just a random so person. Weird. It's so strange. Uh, the wife of the owners. Like, yeah. <laughs> she's just like, what? Why is she That's when you know you messed up as a husband. Right. (laughs) My theory is that she's got a movie or a show coming out, so like that was her way to promote it to like the small loser ass audience like us that would watch the draft lottery. (laughs) That you're gonna get no press from that. I can promise you that. Uh, but then the results finally came out. Right. Um and naturally the Bulls slipped, got the seventh overall pick. Um once they lost it, I was actually rooting for Sacramento. They need this. They need (laughs) this. They need a lot of it. They need so much. Yeah. Um and now it's basically turned out that it's it's Phoenix, Sacramento, Atlanta, Memphis, Dallas, Orlando, and then us. Um, well, I guess initial reactions when you found out that we were going to be at seven. Uh, I was pissed. I guess I had that hope. Like, we spent this whole season trying to suck. Right. Not being, at some points, not being good at trying to suck. And then, sucked at sucking. And then sucked. Yeah, we sucked, sucked at sucking. <laughs> So I was just, just hoping, me like, I had that flashback to, like, you know, the Derrick Rose getting number one where Derrick Rose is up there. Like, oh, right. this is going to happen again. I know. It's definitely going to happen again. We're doing it in Chicago. They're going to do us a solid. <laughs> you know, this is happening again. Uh, but, yeah, I was like, oh. Like, so we went through that whole fucking season again to get number seven. And I, the whole, and then the whole reaction, well, not the whole reaction, but half the reaction, the Bulls reaction is like, oh, well, we got marketed at seven. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't like try to calm everyone to buck down. Like, who was it? Sam, <laughs> Matt, Sam Smith tweeted something where he was like, here are all the guys who have ever been drafted at number seven, Laurie Markkinen, Kirk Heinrich. <laughs> and then it was like Antoine Walker and like all these, all these subpar NBA players. Yeah. I just responded back. I'm like, I don't feel better, Sam. You're not making me feel better <laughs> at all. Make me feel it's like better. Kirk. Yeah. Captain Kirk loved him, but. Yeah. Come on, man. Um, so we're in this weird spot where what, here's the, the other frustrating thing: had we lost that coin flip and been mm. where the Kings were, mm-hmm. we'd have the number two pick right now. God damn! I didn't even know that. <laughs> we would have had their vote. We would have been. We would have been that number seven, oh. and we'd be the number two pick right now, and we'd be sitting happy with Luka yeah. Doncic, and it would I mean because what? What do you? Th- how many players do you think on this draft? Like, like. Superstar players. So it's very top heavy. I was talking to to Tad, who's one of my co-hosts on the podcast. Um, It's very top heavy. I'm not quite sold on DeAndre Ayton yet. Um, Mm -hmm. He has a phenomenal skill set. Reminds a lot of people of Patrick Ewing and his his ability to like stretch the floor, shoot that 15 to 18 foot jumper. He's incredibly athletic, stupid strong, like stupid strong for a 19 year old. Um, European players historically speaking, have always concerned me. However, 
the evolution of the European player over the last like five drafts yeah. has definitely increased in quality. Like you have your Kristaps, you have your um, uh, who else? You Porzingis. have your Porzingis. You yeah. have uh, yeah, you have uh, Laurie. My former co-host Matt said that Giannis doesn't count because he's black, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but everybody else like the we Euro- heard him talk. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's clearly Greek. Yeah, um, but like. The quality of European players that have come over the last couple of seasons has definitely increased overall. Like you even got guys like, um, um, oh my god, fucking Goran Dragic from from Miami. Like, yeah. there's a lot of serviceable players that are coming into the league now. Uh, even fucking Boban Bogdanovic. Right. We're, like, we're far away from Darko, right? So, <laughs> I, I think that Luca has a lot of really he has a lot of good hype, and he's yeah. been incredibly productive in a very solid league. So I like him. I love Marvin Bagley. Like, love, love, love Marvin Bagley. Like, watching him over the summer in um, the Drew League, playing against people like Trevor Reza, James Harden, like NBA, NBA players, and he was out there just doing work. I like him a lot. After that, there's definitely a a, a drop-off, though, because now you have a lot of these these question marks of, like, is this guy going to be an all-star, like a game-changer? Like, you have guys like Mo Bamba. I don't like Mo Bamba. I'll be very... Really? I'm not a big fan of his. I'm not a... It's just... So... We have I'm I'm comfortable with the idea or I'm starting to get more comfortable with the idea of us picking up a guy like him because his intangibles, his measurables, and like he does fit well in kind of like a pick and pop type of offense, which is what we have with Hoiberg right now. He's gonna be a huge offensive project though. Yes. Um and I just don't know if I want he and it wasn't clear in his college days, like for a guy who has a seven foot ten windspan, he really he wasn't a superior shot blocker, despite the fact that he led college basketball in shot blocking. Yeah. Like, I think it's more of a, a, I think it's more of a result of his stupid long wingspan and the yeah. players that he was playing against, yeah. and not necessarily his defensive acumen. Right. He he wasn't dominant enough. No, is what and I that's, get. Like, he was I'm, not like for his physical attributes exactly. and what he's supposed to bring. He right. was not dominant enough and at then, that level. And then you have guys like Wendell Carter, who is also growing on me. He's getting a lot of Al Horford comps, and I see that, and and I do like the idea of. Picking a guy like him who has has displayed an enhanced defensive ability and he's a really, really good rebounder, which part of the reason why Laurie looked good rebounding last year is because he was playing next to Robin Lopez, who is a superior yeah. rebounder. So, like, I like the idea of kind of replacing Robin Lopez with a guy who can be a defensive stalwart and can handle rebounding capabilities and, and responsibilities and also open that up for Laurie. Um and then you have like Michael Porter, who's a complete yes. fucking wild card. You don't fucking see. That's the thing. I think everyone that could come to seven, everyone that can come to seven, is going to be a question mark. Like like Porter, like he. I feel like if we, I feel like if we get Porter, it's going to be a bust. <laughs> but just, if he goes somewhere else, he's going to be a star. Right. If he goes, to, way if he goes to Cleveland, they're going to love him. He's going to be incredible. If yeah. he comes here, he's going to hurt his back again. That's just right. what happens. It's just, what happens. It just feels inevitable. Um, all I ask, and like shout out to Ricky O'Donnell from SB Nation who was on the podcast a couple weeks ago. He thinks we're gonna pick Trey Young, and he actually likes Trey Young. So I was gonna ask that. I was, do you like Trey? If, if Trey Young falls that, would you, would you sign off on the Trey Young? Oh man, that's so tough. He's, he's an interesting player to me. I, man, I feel like everyone's falling in love with him because they re, he reminds him of Steph Curry. Yeah, which he's, is such a it's just a ridiculous. It's, like it is there ridiculous. Was, it, there was so there was there's there's this period now where. Every guy who's like a tweener, power forward, small forward is like the next Draymond Green. Right. And like every guy who's a sharpshooter, who's a playmaker, who can like make, you know, get his own shots off the dribble is like the next Steph Curry, which like, maybe, but probably not. not. Probably not. (laughs) Um, If he ends up being like, 
Kemba level, that's, to me, the top of the mountain for him. I don't know mm-hmm. how much higher he can get. And yeah. that, if you can pick that guy up, the problem is, is, like, he's a huge defensive liability. And having him and Zach Levine yeah. guarding the perimeter is going to be a nightmare. Just a nightmare. And I liked what Chris Dunlap did last year as, as you know, he's clearly a superior defensive player. Um, still very raw on the offensive end. Um, if he can figure out a way to finish at the basket more consistently, I think we've got something there. I just Trey Young just feels he feels closer to me to Jimmer for debt than even like a Kemba Walker. Oh, fuck. And that's what Jimmer I'm afraid for of. Debt. That's, that's kind of low. Of. Now, yeah. And Jimmer Jimmer wasn't nearly the playmaker or like he couldn't get his shot off the dribble like yeah. Trey Young can. Like he didn't have the ball handling skills. I just I don't know what it is about like small light-skinned shooter guys, they just scare me. They scare me. Yeah, I get that. I think watching watching Trey Young this year, I th- I think he would have been a lot better if he had better teammates. No question. He, he, he So it, that's that's why, to me, it's kind of intriguing because if he has people that, can, that are kind of competent, which hopefully in the NBA you do have. Right. We'll see what happens with the Bulls. Well, but we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what we can do. Yeah, we'll see what we can we'll do. We'll see what happens that it will... Uh, upgrade his game. Sure, sure. So I, I think again, like I said, everyone that comes after I'd say three or four is just a huge, and it, that could fall to the Bulls anyways. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a question. It's gonna be a wait and see. My the person who I'm like, I feel probably most comfortable with, even though my, most people would probably say it's a stretch, would be Mikael Bridges from Villanova. Yeah, yeah. I do you he, think he'll fall after? Oh yeah. Yeah. I really do. Because like, he's, he's such a Bulls player. Like, oh, yeah, he was a four-year college right, player. Right, right, right. Like, let's get him. Well, somebody, Ricky made a joke today on Twitter. He was like, I'm at the draft combine right now, getting prepared to draft Grayson Allen to see how excited he is to get drafted by the Bulls at number seven because that's such a fucking Bulls move. Yeah, um, sure. Gotta be so angry. Oh, well, don't be surprised if we draft him at 22 if we get a big man. If we get Wendell Carter, who was his teammate in college, don't be surprised. Oh, so, I couldn't do that. We've drafted Duke teammates in the past. That's true. That one worked out. This one, who knows? Um, yeah, I like Mikael Bridges. Like, he seems to me to have the kind of skill set that Luol Dang had when we drafted him. Mm-hmm. And, like, at seven, if you can get a guy who's, like, I mean, everybody raves about his defensive capabilities, and his offensive game has only gotten better as he's been in college. Um, he shot like forty three percent from three in college, granted, but still, yeah. like that's he's got a he's got a long track record of like continued success. If that guy ends up being like a Luol Deng, two time All Star, All Defense kind of guy sure. who can like be the staple of your team, yeah. I don't hate that at seven. Yeah. Seven's just a, it's like my, we were talking about this earlier, like. Drafting seventh in the lottery is like when you have a fantasy football draft and you get the middle draft pick in a snake lottery where <laughs> yeah. you're like, I can't fucking win. Like, I'm mm-hmm. probably going to draft a quarterback too early. Yeah. And then, like, I know I'm going to draft a kicker way but way before everybody else because I have yeah. no fucking choice. It's just the, the draft position is just, yeah, it's not comfortable. I can see that press conference already. He yeah. has championship pedigree. It's, I'm, he's, <laughs> he's a four year player. He's experienced. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. And that's what it's going to be. Like, we trust yeah. him. He comes from a good program, a winning program. He's, yeah. a, he's a winner. He's won two national championships, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, let's see. I'm just trying to think of what else we want to cover today. So I guess ultimately, the next game. I think the next game is until Saturday, Saturday which is this a long break. layoff. I guess I can rewatch games a couple times. <laughs> Don't really want to do that. Um, but I guess the uh, question I had while watching I mean, Kevin Durant dropping 38, and then but he, he looks like he's playing against eighth graders. It's crazy. He is jumping up. He's look like. He can score what he wants to. When he doesn't, it looks like it's because he didn't want to. He shot 95% in the yeah. first quarter in game one. Right. It's crazy. Yeah, he's crazy. So, is the debate, is Kevin Garnett better than LeBron at this oh, point? Oh, wow. Um, fuck. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so b- before this season, 
I would have said Kevin Durant can't affect the game on the defensive end like LeBron can. Okay. But over the last two seasons, that switch has flipped because now KD is way more involved on the defensive end to the point where he's like, in the early point of the season, people were talking about him for defensive player of the year. Mm. He's like a rim protector now, which he never did in OKC. Um, And LeBron, because he understands his body so well, and understands that it's like year fifteen, and he's thirty three, and he yep. wants to play until his son gets drafted. Uh, <laughs> is the play right? I've been telling people all the time he wants to be teammates with his son. Happen. That's all he wants. It's going to be Griffey and Griffey Junior. Yeah, all over again. That's all like, he wants. Bonds and bonds. It's going to be really cool. Uh, I'm, I'm not the only one thinks it's going to be a ten part documentary. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, you're, you're like, gonna, yeah, it's going to be like hard knocks. You're going to have to film crew with him all the time. It's going to be great. I mean, it's going to be great. He's just going to be like, suck my dick from the back, Michael. Yeah, take that, MJ. But like. It just he's so they I forgot uh, Brian Winhurst was saying that like this season in comparison to the rest of the seasons of his career he's covered less ground and like covered less of the court the entire the, again this is one of those statistics jobs where it's like how do you get Winhurst Winhurst <laughs> he fucking made a career out of LeBron he's literally just fo- he followed him he followed his him life. since he was like what fourteen or some probably shit? which unreal which can we just he, that's fucking weird that's like, so fucking weird no, he's like an ESPN with his ass and like he's the worst he's the, the worst. worst. But he was making a good point about, like, LeBron has really... People are saying that LeBron is, like, not playing defense, but what mm-hmm. he's really doing is, like, maybe he's a genius. He's just conserving energy, and he's just, like, <laughs> he's just figuring it out. It's like when you play UFC 2, and, yeah. like, you're fighting, and you just keep getting punched in the face, and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, I just need to take a step back so yeah. I'm not getting any more punches to the face, because then I can maybe win this. That's what LeBron's doing. He's just kind of, like, picking his picking his spots. Right. Uh, but he's definitely enforced himself more on the offensive end. Yeah. He just... He has to. He just there's just su- there's such different players. Yeah. Like KD can score from anywhere at any time whenever he wants, no questions asked. Um I will say this, I don't think that team wins last year's championship or is even in contention this year for a championship if KD's not there. No, I agree. I mean, he is when he went there, it's just like, okay, he's fucking jumping on this bandwagon with his yeah. team who's already going to win the championship and then it's just like sign seal delivered and then last year he carried them in the finals, and this season throughout the playoffs, I mean Steph Curry still not still not healthy right now, right. like still not it's clearly still not healthy. Um, without KD, they might be down 0-2 in this series. Oh yeah, they would be. I mean they they might not KD's have gotten out of, at will right, and they, they might not have gotten out of the New Orleans series for that matter. Yeah. I mean he's just he's at a, a whole other level. It would be cool to see him. Add some more defensive aspects to his game. Right. He's just not the playmaker that LeBron is, and that's the one thing that LeBron has the capability yeah, yeah. of doing. He's just in an unfortunate situation that nobody he passes to <laughs> can actually make a shot right now. Yeah, and that's the unfortunate truth. I do love watching him play though. He's yeah. just he's so smooth. He's it's just so smooth, just, and he's cool. Just, I'm I'm starting to get. I'm starting to. He's very he's corny too, but um, he's he's starting to be more vulnerable yeah. in the media, which for some people is lame. Um, <laughs> Most people, is like, uh, <laughs> but it's, I don't know. He's growing he's on me. Getting caught with his he's, burner accounts. He's growing on me. He's growing yeah. on me. Um, anything else we want to talk about today before we wrap up? Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much. That's all I got for you. Ultimate, I guess. Ultimate expectations for the rest of these series. Who you think uh, ends up in the championship? Uh, I still, I, I guess, I'm still staying with Cleveland. I think LeBron's gonna come back and be LeBron, do some things, and I, I really think uh, Golden State's gonna close it out. Yeah. Um, as well, I think they they gave him a little biscuit. It, seem, it seems inevitable. Yeah, let him go. So it's gonna be Golden State and Cleveland again. Yeah. 
but Boring. I think Golden State's going to wax them this I'm time. I'm so tired of this, man. <laughs> it's like it's like uh, it's like how there were too many Rocky movies. There's just I don't want to watch this fucking series anymore. I'm so done yeah. watching Warriors. I feel, well, do you do you want to watch Warriors Boston? Would you would that would that really get the juices going? So we actually, I'd, I'd be interested to hear your perspective on this. So we we played this game two weeks ago on the podcast. Uh, what could have been the most boring finals matchup this season? Ooh, the most boring. I'd be like Utah. <laughs> Utah was in the East. Yeah, I'd be like, I don't even know who's. I don't remember who's in the beginning of the I East. Think that cons- I like Utah, Milwaukee. Yeah, like, <laughs> my my consensus was like, okay, what what are the two teams that we can get in that don't have any like discernible star players? Yeah. Let's get San Antonio in there and let's get the Pacers in there. It'll mm. be the most boring. That's true. Like the yeah. one series that nobody wants to watch. The one series where pretty much every other NBA fan that's not a fan of those teams hates those NBA fans. Yeah. Sorry, Spurs and Pacers fans, but we hate you guys. Um, <laughs> you guys are the worst. Um, shout out to my guy Walker Bailey. I interviewed him the other day. Um, when I asked him who he thought won in the MVP, he initially answered with LaMarcus Aldridge until I <laughs> until I clarified that I was actually talking about the NBA MVP, which, <laughs> to his credit, he corrected himself. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I guess Boston would be fun to watch. It'd be fun to watch. Yeah. Um, but they don't have any discernible star players right now, and like I, my assumption is that they would get washed. But also, who knows? They've been playing really well to this point. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, the winner of the NBA Finals in 2018 is... Golden State. Yeah. It just seems inevitable. It's yeah. so fucking boring. It's so fucking boring. It's like <laughs> we did this whole season, this whole build up. The last like the last three seasons. It's like when I when I walked into the hotel room when all my friends were watching Usual Suspects and mm. then I saw the ending and then I tried to rewatch it afterwards. Mm. The movie sucks now. Yeah. It's so fucking boring. And that's what the NBA season is. It's the spoiler alert of NBA seasons. That might be the title of this episode. <laughs> spoiler <laughs> alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Gold stick. God damn it. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, um, where can people find you online? How can they get to your podcast? How can they listen to what you're working on? Yeah, you can find us uh, everywhere on podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Google, all that good stuff. Uh, we're on Twitter at 132Breeze. That's B-R-E-E-S-E. I'm at Marlo J-R, M-A-R-L-O-W-J-R. Um, you can also get at our website at uh, 132Breeze.com. All right. Well, and uh, for listeners, don't forget, make sure you subscribe to uh, NBA and any and all Yay Network podcasts. We've got four now. You should check them out. Uh, it's baseball season. If you like baseball, we've got double Yay. Um, do you get it? Uh, <laughs> also, you can follow me at J underscore Kilas on Instagram, on Twitter. I'm on Snapchat. I don't really use it. I'm not 14. Um, and we're also on Facebook at NBA Pod. Um, cool. Well, for Marlo, for Jay, this has been NBA. We're out. <laughs>